Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So here's what I know about the Rays. Um, they're not playing very well. They haven't been playing well for a long time. In fact, they're 4-14. Four 4-14 and 14. Four and 14 in the month of July. And last time I checked, the month is damn near over. And they're just a little over or below 500 for the last two months, if you go all the way back. But they're not as good as the Baltimore Orioles. They weren't as good this series. They just lost three out of four to the Orioles at the trap. They haven't been as good this season because the Orioles have a, a fairly substantial lead in the series against the Rays this year, I believe. Um, and... I think the Orioles are going to be a tougher out in the postseason if the Rays get there. And I say, yeah, if the Rays get there. I realize they're only two games out. I know there are, you know, 10 weeks to play. And believe me, a lot of things can happen in 10 weeks. Um, So we're not necessarily here to bury the Rays. But I I know what I see. And and what I see on on the Baltimore side is just a really good team which if you don't beat them through six, sometimes seven innings for sure, you're just not going to win. Their bullpen is too good. And they may have a Cy Young Award closer, and that's been a while since you could say that about any team. So now, you know, the Orioles are now 61-38. and 38. The Rays have the same number of wins but 42 losses. And, yes, they've, they've played more games. Um, but, but that's the worst record in the American League. Losing seven out of eight, and to go four and fourteen in July—that's the worst in the entire league, Steve. How does a team that still has an incredible record and got off to such a great start? How are they playing this badly? I would submit to you, a lot of it has to do, at least in these last three, four, five series, with the competition. Well, yeah, they've definitely played great competition. When you look at Atlanta. Texas, mm-hmm. Baltimore, Philly came in here red hot. Yeah. Um, the competition. But you said a lot can happen in 10 weeks. So let's go back 10 weeks ago. And the Rays were 20 games above 500. Okay. They're 19 games above 500 now. Which means they played one game below, right? Correct. I mean, which is they started the season 13-0. and Since then, they've only played six games above 500 the rest of the year. And that and that's right there. You you just nailed it. Okay, right there. We have had a the entire prism of this season has been through this this lens of a thirteen game winning streak, which which was approaching, you know, record status. Okay, and and it is incredible that they got off to that start and they were blasting home runs like they, there was no tomorrow, and they were scoring seven runs a game and their pitching was the best in the league and all that. But they won 13. And like you said, you know, and nobody expected them to, to win every game or to play 750 baseball and all that when they first began. But it was inevitable they were going to come down to earth. But if you really just take, if you could remove that and you can't, and they get credit for winning 13 to start the year. But if you put that in any part of the season, 
it wouldn't be as big of a deal if that makes sense. Like it was a, it was a story, right? Season mm-hmm. starts, Rays keep winning. It's a story. But now when you look back at it, you go, mm, okay. But it, I mean, it's 13 games. That's about two and a half weeks, not even, maybe yeah. maybe two weeks. I mean, you're really at three months now. You've been playing six games above 500. Yeah, which is a meh kind of team. Yeah. You're okay. You're good. You're better than most. Yeah. Yeah. But, but just six games, not 26, mm-hmm. you know, and – that's the thing. And so here's the other thing that I, that I learned about these last few series in particular since the All-Star break and maybe a little bit before. And that is this, that, you know, when you're playing these better teams, when you're playing the Texas Rangers, when you're playing the Baltimore Orioles and such, and just the way the game ended right on Sunday, um, they managed to get two hits somehow off of Baptista. Going into that inning, by the way, the ninth inning, they had one hit, one hit. And it was the home run by Yandy Diaz to tie the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they scored a run on, you know, bases loaded walks and then a fielder's choice before that. But they tied it on Yandy's home run. Going into the ninth inning, they've got one hit. In fact, with, I think, one out in the ninth inning, they had one hit. They get kind of an infield hit, and then, and then Yandy gets his second hit of the game. But then you have, you know, you got your tying runs on base. And unfortunately, you know, the Orioles were able to separate after the, the Rays battle back to tie it. But then you got Wander Franco up there. Now Wander Franco, okay, he's special, right? He's 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 an all star. He's the guy you're paying a lot of money to. He's the wonder kid. He's all these things. And you know what? That's who you want up there in big moments, in big series, in big games. If this is the postseason, you want Wander Franco and Randy Rosarena. Well, you know the two guys that aren't doing bupkis right now are Wander Franco and Randy Rosarena. Their averages have now both dropped about 270 or below. Um, I think at least Wander, I think going in that at bat, and I had three RBIs the day before on Saturday, but going in that at bat, I think he was like three for 13 or, or something like that for the series. You need those guys to come up big in big moments. That's who you want up there. I mean, who else besides Wander and Randy do you really want up there? And neither one of those guys against the better clubs have really produced that much of late. And I think that's, that's telling to me. Like, you got to have that, man. Well, and when Wander, when Wander stepped up in the ninth inning with two mm-hmm. on, I said, don't strike out. <laughs> Just do anything but strike out. You right? hit it to someone and they make a play, fine. Yeah. You cannot yeah. strike out. You got to give yourself a chance. Give yourself a chance, right. And he's, you know, his bat-to-ball skills are supposed to be the best on the team. No you question. You can't strike out. Yep. And And listen, I get it. I mean, like... He's special, so he's supposed to be special in those moments, and mm-hmm. that's really what you hope for. Now, having said that, the guy throwing, throwing for his third straight day, and I think four out of five, I'm not mistaken, before they got there, he's still throwing 101 mile an hour fastballs at you, and then he busts, you know, a slider or a breaking ball in the dirt or whatever. I get it, like you know, it's not as easy as it looks. But that's why that it's it would be easy for me to strike out. It's not supposed to be as easy for Wander Franco. Like you're supposed to be the guy that can handle that. And you know that that was a moment, right? That was a moment where he could have come through, um, or at least like you said, hit the ball very hard somewhere and given given the fielders a chance to make a play. It didn't happen, and that's the biggest thing. Like, and I, you know, people are speculating because it's fun to speculate. You know, did the home run derby screw up Randy Orozarena? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. He sure seems like he's over swinging often. 
Well, he is, in a, but I don't know if that's a product of that. It could be. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting it isn't. But any of us can look on tape, mm-hmm. and, and including him, and say, hey, man, <laughs> it's okay if it's 2-0 and and you get a fastball maybe right down, mm-hmm. right down Broadway and you want to take a big whip, whip at it. But at the end of the day, you can see almost everything he's swinging at, the way he's swinging, his swing is too long, the bat's not in the zone for very long. Yep. And he's trying to yoke everything, and and maybe that is home run derby residual. I don't know. Although I think Saturday, I think there was one at bat. It was late. He hit one to right center, I think. Yeah, but but the pitch before when he had one strike, mm-hmm. he yeah he was swinging for the fences. I mean, you could just see it. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. it was it was one of those. But then the next pitch, two strikes now. Then he, he did what he's supposed up. to do, and he took it to right yeah. center. I believe. Right. Right. When and that was like middle. okay, that's what a good hitter does. Okay, yeah. I got a strike yeah. to give. Still, let me go ahead and try to launch one. Right, and that's right. fine, you know. And yeah. that, you know, so you could see he's not. I mean, whether it's residual from the home run derby, I don't know. You can see he's working on it. Like he's it's not. It's not it. every swing is that. Right, but it's been it's it's been a trend. He's been trending with this. You know, more. Well, yeah, his average is down to two sixty nine now. Yeah, not only that, but he's striking out a lot. One hundred and two strikeouts on the year. He struck out four times the other day. Yeah, he's got one hundred and two strikeouts on the year now. Yeah, and that's not what you want from your third place or fourth place hitter not with runners in scoring position but let's let's talk about because for the last couple weeks now we've talked about it's the Rays offense and it's been bad and in this series it didn't show up till the fourth or fifth inning every game pretty much true um and and that's a problem like it'd be nice if they showed up nice if you can get your team a lead Uh uh-huh but three times they lost, but those three games, their offense battled back to tie it, and the bullpen gave gave it right back. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, is is while the pitching has been good of late, it's been you know they should be winning a lot more than four out of eighteen this month, based yeah. on their pitching performances. True. But in this series, your offense got the got the game tied again, mm-hmm. and you quickly gave it up all three games. Now, it's a good hitting team in Baltimore, no question. But yeah. you need your bullpen to hold one or two of those. Well, you need when you when you when you tie it up, that's when you need that zero right after that, right? That's when mm-hmm. you need to go up there and post a zero um yep. to keep, you know, to keep the score right there so you can then add on because it's a momentum killer if you if you fight back that hard. Now, there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing a pitcher can do if his team's going into the ninth inning with one hit. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. No question. I mean, you know, it's three to three. Did they battle back? Yeah. How many hits did they have before the ninth inning? Uh, one. Now, come on. Okay. So, and and the thing is, like, I credit Baltimore. It's my sometimes guys just beat you too. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Like in in this last game, you know, Poche. Who I'm not a huge Poche guy, but no, you're not. The the night before, he went out there and rung up three in a row. He struck yep. out the side. So he's had his moments, and his ERA is still like two, and his walk to strikeouts is good. So statistically, he's still doing his job. So he goes out there, and he's facing a, a left-hander, really good hitter, but you know, I think he he throws a mid nineties fastball up in the zone and out outside because it was up a little bit. The hitter was able to get the barrel on it. He's just up there in protect mode with two strikes, and. To his credit, he got enough of it to keep it fair, but it was a 315-foot oppo 
like off the off the fair pole in left field. Sometimes, man, you just got to go. What the hell? Look, <laughs> I, know, I, like, I don't, I don't, I don't blame the bullpen for these three losses in this series. But it'd be nice if they could have held one or two of them. Well, it would like, have been. I mean, and, that's what a, a but really that's good the bullpen. Difference in those, but that, that's the difference in these two teams. Those, that's, I think you're hitting exactly on the point. Like, they don't have that bullpen. They don't have that shutdown bullpen. You know, who is the eighth inning guy? Who is the ninth inning guy? Look, Fairbanks is hit and miss to me. You know, mm-hmm. they lost a game on a wild pitch because he's, you know, he he pulled one um, that got by the catcher, and you know, the other night, and that was the ball game. Like, you just. They're okay, but they're missing something. They're missing that power arm. They're missing the eighth and ninth. You know, I mean, I know they all—they've all had their moments, and and you know that's fine. And but I, they clearly got to add to that back on the back end. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I I think their starters are okay if they can all stay healthy. Um, you know, for the most part, it helps though if you, like I said, you can't always play from behind like that. Especially, and here's the thing: the other night they had like six base on balls, right? Or hit by pitches. They did nothing with it. You know, it's not like they didn't have runners on. I mean, they, this team is not hitting with runners in scoring position when they do get them there, and they had yep. plenty of base runners all night. So it's just like, like the record says, they haven't played well as a team for a long time, and since that start just six games over 500 but really in the last month and under 500 in the last two months that's not a champion that's not a championship team and here's the question i was gonna have my bull pronouncement but i'm gonna i'm gonna hold it off for a little bit because i think i'll look like an idiot if i do it the rays are gonna lose 100 games this year no it's too late for that no, that's what you. That was uh, your prediction a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, that was yeah. Well, they won a hundred that year, so I they got the hundred <laughs> right. You can't fault me for that. Will the Rays ever be in first place again in the American League East? I don't think they will. Is that now? There's ten weeks now. How do I? How can I say with ten weeks to go, man? Anything can happen, right? Baptista could step out a nail. I mean, we don't know, right? But does it feel like they're going to come back and get into first place to you? Not the way their offense is playing, but Mm-mm. but if they can get back to closer to the way the offense was the first two months of the season, then yeah, they absolutely can because their pitching's been good enough. I mean, the bullpen, here's like what said, I'm wondering. The bullpen here's, didn't here's, hold the three, but here's what I'm wondering. Okay, like when they were smoking it early in the season, right? Um, Josh Lowe was getting you some enormous hits, some mm-hmm. big hits. And Luke Rayleigh might be the biggest surprise on the team, right? And you still have Jose Siri with the with twenty home runs, but it's starting to slow down a bit, right? The pace of that. All these guys, right? You know what happens the longer you play? You don't get those pitches anymore. They get the book on you, man. And I'm not saying they didn't have it to start with, but they really it's an adjustment upon an adjustment upon another adjustment. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, and, and just the natural, I mean, it's a failure, right? So if you're the greatest player in the league, you're, you're, you're getting out seven out of ten times. Well, if you start to slip a little bit, now instead of batting 300, maybe you're 260, 270, 245. Like, you go through those areas. But a big part of it is you battle yourself, right? You're too aggressive, um, trying to hit the ball too far, 
overswinging. Like there, there's that part of it, the mechanical part of it. And then there's just, holy crap. Like I would never, if, if you're Jose, if you're facing Jose Siri, you would never throw that guy another fastball as long as you live, unless it was absolutely impertinent, you know, that you did because he's going to wear you out. But you'll see slider after breaking ball after breaking ball, and Surrey is still trying to pull that thing and hit it 600 feet. Um, the other day he hit one in the second row, and he thought he sat there and watched it. And it was a good thing it got out because he'd have been standing at home plate when they caught it. But I'm just saying, like, I think for a lot of these guys, you know, teams have made the adjustment on them, and now they, they have to adjust back. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing the production. And there's no way you would see that production the way it started, right? I mean, there's no way you're going to score six runs, seven runs a game. Um, But, yeah, I, I tell you the one guy, though, Yandy Diaz, man. Nothing he's, stopping that cat. He's still my MVP for this team. <laughs> you got it right. You got it right. I tried to give Wander some, some, some uh, allowance for his defense. And you know what? Yandy is the – he's the dude. He's the dude. He's the baddest cat on the team. That guy can rake. 420-foot home run, I think he had. 14 already. And he hit 14 through 75 games, uh, what, in 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's batting 317 still. Pretty amazing. Anyway, uh, we'll see. I mean, the Rays, they have much-needed day off. And then they got – who they got coming in next? Let me check the schedule. Miami. Should, oh, the Marlins. That's right. Who aren't playing that great right now, but capable. Mm-hmm. Capable Yeah, team. it's a quick uh, two-game series. It's the play two games in less than 24 hours. So Tuesday night at 640 and then uh, Wednesday at 1210. That's tough, man. Those are tough. And then they play. go to Houston this weekend. Yeah, that won't be easy. The Astros are playing pretty well. They're always good at home. Again, yeah. more more tough teams. They, they, yeah, the road trips, Houston, one. the Yankees, and the Tigers. It's nine nine games, I believe. It's a long one. Uh, correct. Well, there is an yeah. off day in there too. Uh, right in Detroit between the Yankees and Detroit series. Right, but kind of a long kind of a long road trip. So it's like they needed to make hay at home, and you know, so far at least they didn't. But well, we'll you sweep the Marlins, you'll split the home stand three and three. Yeah, that's the best you can do now. Right, I mean. Yep. I thought they were going to split. I, I said they were going to split against the Orioles, and we came oh so close to that happening. But I think they kind of screwed that up Saturday, to be honest with you. Anyway. All right, so we're going to talk. Uh, oh, we had uh, the crime dog, Fred McGriff, went into the Pro Baseball he did? Hall of Fame. They call it the Pro Base. They call it, what do they call it, the Baseball Hall of Fame? Yes. It's the Pro Football yeah. Hall of Fame. Wait, wait, he went in today? I mean, I was watching the Rays game. I didn't know he went <laughs> well, in. Well, yeah. Well, they, you know. It wasn't big enough to put on TV by itself. Apparently, baseball wants to, you know, sort of dilute it with their other schedule. I don't know why they've they messed do this that. up for years. They put their events on while other games are going on. This is supposed to be a marquee event to celebrate baseball, and it's right in the middle of everybody playing baseball. You've waited your whole life, and in Crime Dog's case, you know he, he was eligible, and then then he had to go through another committee, and he finally gets up there. And nobody's paying attention because they're watching their teams play. That's kind of stupid. It really is. Um, anyway, but it's been that way that. for years in baseball. I know. I know. But I was, I was happy for him. I'll tell you what happened. Uh, I was reading Mark Tompkins' story here in just a second. But first, 
Let me tell you about May Electric Solar. Uh, this is a family-owned business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems for 13 years now. If you want to save money on your electric bill, I know there's a lot of these companies out there, these solar companies, but May Electric is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty, plus with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is the main difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products and conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install that will customize it to your needs. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know who's doing the job. Those are all Billy Mays guys up there helping you out. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862. Schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your appliances through every storm season. It's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. As you said, it doesn't make any sense that this wasn't televised on its own without games competing because literally you'd have to make a decision what to watch, but... Uh, it was great to see Fred McGriff going to the um, mm-hmm. to the Baseball Hall of Fame, and you know what you know what was neat was, and I've seen I've seen the uh, you know of the video. Of this is when he was introduced. Just how the players you know that are there, the guys that are you know Sherholtz and you know Jones and all these guys. Paul Molitor's all these people, how how their reaction to him, uh, you know, going into the Hall of Fame was. And there's there's like two sides of the stages, and, and Mark Tompkins wrote about this. And so he got up and, and, you know, he shook hands. He started, you know, shaking hands with people and Johnny Bench and different people around him. And then there was a row behind him. And then there was more people on the other side that wanted to get it. Like the love that you that you see – and feel from the, of course it's a it's a small club right but um there's just a reaction that was different right it's just different and McGriff was like you know he's hearing chants and he's thinking you know is that the crowd and then he turns around you know and it's it's all these players and you know the emotions of of that moment and you're going up there and you're shaking hands there's there's a lot going through your mind with the speech and everything that's coming up but I think to me that was the one of the warmest sort of reactions and you know why not only has he deserved it for some time um i think they recognize fred did it the right way mm-hmm. you know he did it the right way and you know he's never a guy that was linked to steroids and he was always a uh, uh you know a positive player and an asset to any team he was on but i think that the people genuinely love the way he conducted himself uh as a professional and and as as a professional hitter and his consistency obviously is what what got him there um you know but but and he played you know played for the Braves obviously and the the Rays and, and the Blue Jays and and he he was you know cuz in baseball you can choose what hat to have and he chose none at all like just a no logo no logo uh plaque if you will um because he felt such a part of all all three of those franchises but it was just really neat to uh to see a guy like that and you know he called it you know cliche is the icing on the cake but he said you know just to get recognized for your hard work and he talked about his journey and coming up through tampa and you know how he was in lincoln gardens and 
you know, baseball's everywhere down here and, and uh, he played pickup games at the Boys and Girls Club and then, you know, he was at Forest Heights and West Tampa Little League and Jefferson High and, um, you know, all that stuff. He played for Pop Cuesta. That name is, is familiar to people, legendary coach there. But, you know, it, it, it really it really was, I don't know, it was heartwarming to me because this was a guy we could relate to because he's a Tampa guy. I grew up here. Um, I'm much older than him, obviously. But, like, to see another Tampa guy come through the high schools and the little leagues and stuff and get to Cooperstown, like, it's just, there's something different about that. This was special, not only because he played for the Rays, I think, but because he's he's from here. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, best thing I saw on the weekend... I think you know what it is. I, I know the best thing I saw, or the most incredible okay. thing I saw. We we agree, and uh, we agree. I was watching it live. I don't know if you were, but I saw it live. In fact, I was watching the women's soccer uh-huh. at the time, and then turned over to watch Lionel Messi in his debut in Miami, and I caught the most important part of the whole night. I think. Well, I mean, the thirty minutes he played. Just to watch him and Sergio Busquets, who he's played with at FC Barcelona for years, to watch them work the pitch, mm-hmm. and just uh, Sergio just kind of directs everybody, and just puts people in, in the ball in incredible ways to allow Messi to just be Messi, mm-hmm. and he was all night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took the first corner kick he had, and he tried to hook it in. Mm-hmm. He tried to straight kick it in from the corner kick, kicked it a little long, but that getting that penalty and then the penalty or the uh, the the free kick over the wall, I mean, just picture perfect. Like and see, you couldn't I write mean, the that, script better. No, and that's that's the thing right there. Okay, is this what is greatness? Right, greatest of all time. What does that mean? What does that really mean? Right, you can look at records. Right, mm-hmm. you can say, well. This guy played a long time, or he scored a lot of goals, or he threw a lot of touchdowns, or he, you know, had a lot of home run. Like, what is what is that thing, right? What is that it? You know, as my friend Tom Moore says, I can't tell you what it is, but he has it. Um, Lionel Messi, like, there are very few athletes, performers, right, that can rise to that moment. You know, Jack Nicholson, if you're an actor, right? Like, what is it? That was it on display. So here's a guy coming to MLS, right? A lot of fanfare. David Beckham owns a team. All the celebrities are there, right? And Did you see all the celebrities that were there? I saw a few. I mean, LeBron James and Serena Williams and the Kardashian. I was wondering where Brady was. Yeah, I was surprised he wasn't there. All the other goats were there. Maybe maybe he's in training camp somewhere. Well... Throwing a football, I'm sure, um, getting ready for camp. But yeah, uh, so they were all there, and 
because, you know, game recognized game, as my good friend Jameis Winston used to tell me. So, and he, and what does he do? There's a buildup, comes in, all eyes are on him, putting on a show. And then, I'll be honest, like, I didn't know for sure, you probably did, but like from 23, 25 yards, whatever it was, outside the penalty box, with the wall in front of him, like, is he going to try to make a play here or is he going to try to score? And it, was, and it was so late, it was like, oh, hell, he's going to try to score. But then you watch, like, I I, mar- like, I I don't know how they do that with a soccer ball or any ball. Like, to watch him arc that thing over the wall and not just into the net. Like, no, this thing was top left shelf, you know, out of the reach of goaltender. Like, in, like, like you went over there and placed the ball. Like, in that moment... For that debut, right, to to just put on that show, I mean, it was incredible. And the reaction of the fans, like, everything about that was as good as it gets, right? That's, that is what one of the goats do right there. That's a goat moment. The greatest ones live up to the moment. Like, mm-hmm. we talked about this with Tom Brady for years. Like, yeah. when the stakes got bigger, he performed the best. Like, yeah, like most most players, most people, when those stakes get bigger, the nerves come, the doubts come, the confidence wavers. Mm-hmm. Not the greatest ones. Like there's never a doubt in their mind they're going to make that pass, make that kick, make that right. shot. Never a doubt. It doesn't always right. go in, but they never doubt it. And no. I mean, I knew exactly where he was going with the ball. If I was the goalie, I would have cheated over so far. Really? Like, he had his head down when he started to run up. As soon as he ran up, I'm running to that side because I know where he's going. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no there was no doubt in my mind that's where he was kicking that ball. But he could have he could have kicked it to a teammate on the right side sure. or something, right? Sure, he could have, yeah. Try yeah. to make a play. I, I, I guess it's inevitable. Like, in that moment, what else would he do, right? It's like the game is late. They're, mm-hmm. I think they're an extra time, all that stuff. And yeah, basically your, it was going to be the last kick of the game or you pretty much assumed close it was. to it. Yeah. yeah. And... And so, you know, he understands the moment too, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm making my debut. It's it's a 1-1 game. Um, this is for the win. You know, like how many times do you think he stood out on a soccer field from the time he was seven years old and, you know, this is for the win. But to do it, right, to, to, to I mean, they said this, and I don't know if it's true. It was a, there was maybe just good lighting and, and, and glares or whatever, but it, they said that uh, Beckham had tears in his eyes. Yeah, oh, yeah, him. yeah. And I think he did. <laughs> I think it was, and and it wasn't like Beckham was no slouch, right? And he was one of the greats too. But like, for him to pull that off in that moment, that place was on fire. Like that, that I don't know how many were there. It's only twenty two thousand in that stadium. So was it forty two? Okay. No, twenty two. That's all that stadium holds. Oh, just twenty two. It's yeah. small. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, some of them, you know, wearing different shirts and things, but that place was on fire. That was a. That was a damn celebration. That was cool. Like, that was a cool, that was cool. Now, what does it mean? I don't know. It meant a lot to that franchise, I bet. Well, I mean, first of all, Inter-Miami hadn't won a game since, what, May? Is that right? Uh, they're the worst that. team in MLS. Okay. Or at least in the Eastern Conference, I think, in the MLS. Mm-hmm. Uh, the additions of him and Busquets and Jordi Alba's coming and now Joseph Martinez, like, they're going to become a much better team. And this is part of this game wasn't part of the MLS regular season. It's part of this League's Cup, this new series gotcha. they have with them in, in Liga MX in Mexico. Gotcha. And so it's kind of an in-season tournament, like the mm-hmm. NBA is starting now, like you see over in Europe all the time. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they've started one here. So, I mean, does Inter-Miami have a chance in this tournament to, to go a long way? Yes, they do. When you've got players like that, absolutely. Greatest player in the world? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Brady can come to the Bucks and win a Super Bowl. Go figure, you know. I mean, that's the thing. You elevate everybody's game. And I guarantee you, and I don't know this, but I guarantee you that every player on that pitch was saying, we're not going to let this guy down. This is his night. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going we're gonna to do everything we have to do the right way and, and, and come out of here with a dub. And they did that and more. I mean, it became it – became, it was the best of the weekend. Well, that was an income competition. I, I was watching the U.S. women's soccer team. Mm-hmm. Which I thought looked okay. Like I, I can't yeah. that great judge of this. I mean, how good is Vietnam? Right. Like I, I mean, know. they're thirty second in the world. The U.S. is by far number one. Yeah. Um, U.S. did not play very well. No, I thought they were just okay. I, Vietnam, yeah. I think, had one shot the whole game, and it was in stoppage time, right, like a minute to go. Yeah. And I'm not even sure if they counted as a shot because it kind of went to the side of the net. Yeah. So I don't even know if that counted as it. They made, maybe they didn't have a shot. To be honest, I thought Vietnam's goaltender played pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Vietnam plays really good defense. Yeah. Um, they 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 trouble have trouble in. scoring. Yeah, it's their first time they've ever been in the World Cup. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, but no, I, the U.S. did not play that well. I didn't think so. I mean, they dominated, but they didn't play very well. Yeah, and, and you know they've got better in them this tournament, and right now they don't need it against Vietnam. You didn't need that, right? You but the, I saw where the ratings were outstanding, and um, the difficulty is they're in what New Zealand or somewhere. I don't New know, Zealand just, and in Australia, it's shared in Australia. between both. So yeah. So the time is such a whack thing. So like, well, they play again Wednesday, but it's not till what Wednesday 9, at nine o'clock or nine thirty, and yeah. then they're going to play the following Tuesday at three thirty in the morning. Ugh. Count me out of that one. Probably not going to make that one unless we're still doing our podcast. Well, maybe. yeah, we could be <laughs> catch the first minutes. Um, hopefully not. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's good. I mean, I'm one of those guys, man. I get. Every four years, I'm I'm in I'm all in on the USA. Let's go watch some soccer. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And the women have been dominant for so long that you you almost take for granted that they're gonna you know you know be in the gold medal game. But um, this is a new team. There's some new players and there's some old players too. Alex Morgan and you know Megan Rapinoe is gonna retire yeah. at the end of the season. So right, right. She played a little bit at the end. So yeah, yeah. yeah the shame. I love got... watching the World Cup and I will watch every game of a World Cup, but the mm-hmm. times have just been. Yeah, it stinks. I mean, they start. Most of them do? are starting at you know two a.m., three thirty a.m. Yeah, what can you do it's, when they play it halfway across the world? That's what happens. Yeah, it's the way it's scheduled. So that was tough. All right, so the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their rookies are due to report, I believe, on Monday. Today, I think. Yes, today. Yeah, and and then the the full squad, the veterans, will follow on Tuesday. First workout, we will be there. When I say we, me, Tampa Bay Times, Tampa Bay dot com, uh, will be Wednesday. Uh, I think around eight thirty ish or so. If I'm not mistaken. Football is here. Football is here. In fact, camps have opened up already around the NFL. Mm-hmm. A bunch of them, as a matter of fact. Certainly, I think the Jets were one of the first to go. Hard knocks, of course, uh, in New York following Aaron Rodgers, and they're not happy about that. But so be it. Uh, and 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 the interesting thing about that is you'll get to watch if you're a Bucks fan. And you watch Hard Knocks, the Buccaneers will be going up there, um, second week of training camp, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my tickets booked, but I don't have them in front of me. But they're going to have the uh, joint workouts with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, and it'll be in New Jersey on Wednesday and then Thursday, and they will do their walkthroughs and stuff on Friday, and then play them Saturday night. So all of that uh, little tussle between the Bucks and 
and the uh, and the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and stuff will be will be I would think would be part of Hard Knocks. So you get to see your team uh, compete against the Jets that way. So that'll be fun. But yeah, man, football football is here. My vacation sadly is coming to a screeching halt. Um, but we'll have plenty for you in the Tampa Bay Times, TampaBay.com. I wrote a notes column, just did a little primer on on what's going on a little bit in the off season. You know, Tristan Wirfs has really stepped up. This is the summer of Tristan Wirfs. I mean, was he, he you know shotgunning beers with what Jason Aldean? And then you know he's he's at Rays and and Lightning games and every restaurant I think in Tampa with Baker Mayfield and um, but his voice. You're going to hear more uh, of his voice in the in the locker room, outside the locker room. Uh, he's talked about union stuff and how they need an extra bye week for the 17 game season. Like he is only in his fourth year, but he has already uh, become one of those guys. It needs to be um, because, especially with this offensive line that's been sort of rebuilt. But uh, but this is he's had a huge, um, you know, a, a huge off season in terms of visibility and taking that leadership role, and then. Uh, I don't know if you saw caught where uh, Kalijah Cansey. I love these things get me every single I'm a sap for this stuff, but I'm sorry. I just am. So Kalijah Cansey, of course, the Bucks first round pick. What was he like? 19th overall, I think. Um, somewhere in there. Uh, from Pittsburgh, defensive tackle. Miami kid, you know, went to Northwestern High School down there and all that where Lamonte David went. Um, so he signed a contract. Just off the top of my head, I want to say it was I don't know what I want to say it is twelve million dollars, thirteen million, something like that. Um, and he put on his Instagram a video. He bought his mom a house <laughs> and, and, and a, car. a really nice house. And then and then a little drama, a little drum roll. So she's there and they raise the garage door and there's the Mercedes SUV. <laughs> it was just perfect. It's like Okay, you did it big, my man. You did it the right way. But wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, oh, what's this? Oh, the garage door opener. Yeah, you just click on it there and it'll Oh, look what's in the garage. And not just any, you know, like it's a big old Mercedes, you know, brand new SUV. Like good for him. I'm I'm just I get emotional about that stuff. Like I think, you know, mom, you know, he's got I think he's got a brother like he you know, growing up and you live your whole life, and this is your dream, right? This is your dream, and you sign that first contract, and what's the first thing you do? Take care of mom. Take care of the one that, that got you there, that all the practices and, you know, helped you, you know, push through college and all those things, and then here you go. You're done, <laughs> you know? Here it is. Here's, here, here's what I owe you. Here's, here's everything that you did for me and in spades, and I just, I'm a sap for that stuff. I really am. I love it. I think it's great when guys do that. Um, but it's pretty cool. And then we got some new murals, too, on Raymond James Stadium. You know what you won't find on Raymond James Stadium for the first time in a while, I think, as a mural? A quarterback. There's they, four, they, only, did, they didn't they put went, Kyle Trask up there? Uh, no, or Baker. What about John Wolford? No, or John Wolford. Because I mean, that's the biggest. You know what they should have done? They should have had the mural up there, only covered it, right? Like a Kreskin moment, like a, like a you know. <laughs> We knew who it was, but we're not telling you, but we had it up there the whole time, and then the the curtain comes down, you know. But, uh, no, it's uh, memory serves. I think it's Vita Vea, Vontae David, Devin White. I could be wrong about this. I may have missed one. 
I know that I think Godwin. I was say one of the receivers has to be Evans or Godwin. Yeah, I think either Godwin or uh, or Mike Evans or both. Maybe maybe one of the linebackers isn't there. Maybe it's Levante instead of Devin. Um, I think yeah, I think it is. Well, if they're not Levante. sure if Devin's going to show up, they might not well, that's put the, the picture <laughs> that's up. That's the thing. Yeah, and and will he be there the whole season? Because because you may have to take it down to the trading deadline. You know, you don't want that either. Like or put him in like a different colored jersey on your stadium, which would be weird. Um, so yeah, I think it is Levante. Um. Well, drive by Del Mabry. Why should I tell you? Or you can read the column. Do that. Go on TampaBay.com, Tampa Bay Times, and you can read that. So we'll have lots for you. Football is back. We are back talking football. Come on, people. Start reading. Start start interacting. I know you're going to be excited about it. College football is even, even coming pretty close. We've got these. Uh, Joy Knight was at the uh, SEC Media Days. I think uh, Matt Baker uh, is going to the ACC Media Days. I'm not sure if anybody's going to the AAC media day, um, but we'll still have stuff. We'll still have stories uh, on that. I think Joey's going to monitor that with uh, Coach Golish and all that. So, yeah, I can't, I can't believe it's here, man. That was a quick summer. That's all I got to say. From June 15th to now, flew by. Flew by. And I'm dug in the trenches for the next 11 months. Here we go. So, anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll do mailbags this week. We'll have plenty of bucks and raise news. The Rays are off today. And they'll be back at it again on Wednesday. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud, Tampa Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.